God. Go back, go. They won the North and number one seed. The D train helped protect the. Oh, I'm so nervous. But I'm so ready. Here's go. Hey, what up? Hey, what up? <laughs> right here we go. You have to, you have to, you have not to exactly the, uh, like, oh, I'm just, you know, casually hanging out. Oh, there's a camera. What's oh, up? What? Hey, oh, what's going yeah. on? <laughs> so what not exactly radio. Yes. Jesus Christ. Al Harris. Al Harris. Yeah. Al Harris, Adrian. Al Harris jersey on. You look just like him. Oh, yeah. I do. Oh, no. I, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I've getting I've gotten mistaken for Al Harris all the time. Packers legend. When you t- return a interception for a touchdown in the playoffs, you are a legend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We will remember Basically. you forever. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Well, not exactly radio here. Hey, what up? How you doing? It's me, one of your hosts, Benny K, and Tony Championship Game Tony. Tony Championship Game Tony. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we're recording this on Sunday, so it is the championship weekend for the AFC and NFC, if you guys don't know. If you don't know football, that's fine. That's okay. Soon Not everyone... the Rodgers man may come. Soon the Rodgers man may come. And then, of course, we also have our guest. Our other host. <laughs> other host. Uh, Kevin. Guest Kevin. hosting <laughs> for the 25th <laughs> no, straight you episode. you say my name, and then I come in with the pithy quote. I oh, that's true. <laughs> That's my bad. Yeah, I forgot my to. own name. I don't know yeah. what that's all about. Oh, like, uh, my name is Kevin. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> Just <laughs> we're we're already off the rails here, folks. Yeah, we're we're good. some of us may be a drink and a half in. That's okay, and that's uh, that's Kevin. That's Kevin right How there. How many championship games now in the Rogers era? F- this is going to be his fourth, fourth. fifth, uh, fourth. Yeah, I would fourth. say fifth. No, it's his fifth. It's fifth. Yeah, because um, it was Bears, Seattle. Yeah, Atlanta, got, San Francisco, we, Tampa Bay. We got spanked in Atlanta once. Yeah. Uh, spanked in San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, shatter pants in Seattle. Oh, my God. That, that's still, then, like, top five most traumatizing sports oh, yeah. moments for me. Terrible. Is there blowing that game? Been, that I was literally in a depression for a week after that game. That should have been like, McCar- that should have been McCarthy's end. I'm so mad that we had to right. spend four more years with that idiot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. God. And now look, two years after he's gone, we're the best team we've seen since 2010. Yeah, you know. God. Uh, oh, it's happening today. How did that oh God. Dallas do uh, this year? Hey, we're talking about uh, Stan Rogers and Sea Shanties today. In case uh, you read the title <laughs> of uh, the podcast you clicked on, but we're eventually going to. Is this most? We're going. <laughs> Folks, this mostly is just us going to be venting about being either excited or having anxiety about the game today. So if you want to uh, skip ahead to the part of the 
stuff where we talk about music, Ben will kindly editor Ben put in the time code where they need to skip to if they don't want to listen to us talk about Packers. <laughs> no, they're stuck with us. <laughs> they're stuck with us the whole time. And you know what? You know what I might do since we are talking about the game today? I might just I might just release the episode today after I'm done editing it. You know, fuck it. Woo! Is it a Tuesday? I mean, I mean. I don't know how many Stan Rogers heads are out there, so. <laughs> but we know the how many Aaron Rodgers heads. Yeah, the two of them uh, will have that timestamp. Yeah. Like the two uh, eight-year-old I mean... listeners of our podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> man! Get to the Stan Rogers. Right, um, <laughs> I was so happy to be talking football. about sea shanties today. But what is, yeah, what let's. Is let, let's Let's talk about old Stan here. Who, who's Stan Rogers, Kevin? Uh, Stan Rogers is a Canadian folk singer. Uh, if you were a longtime listener, you would know I put him on my uh, year-end list two years ago and called him an English folk singer because I'm dumb. Oh, my God. I can't believe you. Well, I thought he was Irish because... Some of these songs sound like Irish folk songs to me. He, he he does sing with a bit of an accent, it feels like. Uh, but Stanley Allison Rogers, born November 29th, 1949, passed away, unfortunately, in a plane accident. I wonder if he had any relation to Buddy Holly there. Buddy Holly. Uh, F. F. Fuck uh, planes. June 2nd, 1983, uh, noted for his rich baritone voice and his traditional sounding songs, which were frequently inspired by Canadian history and the daily lives of working people, especially those in the fishing villages, of the maritime provinces, uh, and later the farms of Canadian prairies and Great Lakes, which we happen to live by one of the greatest ones. The greatest ones. This shit makes me want to play like Skyrim or something. Like that's a good soundtrack <laughs> of like this, this, it's very fun in that way um, i'm sure there's like a uh dc fishing game on steam that like probably has like 10 out of 10 and perfect score on game critics that uh i should be playing listening to this and like that's I watched- it all of all it makes me want to do is go stand by a lighthouse with a uh peacoat on and just like get hit in the face with sprays of water the cold have, driving uh, wind like- I'll have to link it to at least you guys. Maybe uh, Ben will link it too. But uh, there's this one gaming thing I watch called Highlight Reel, and a guy just finds a bunch of fun gaming clips on the internet and or submits them and then compiles them. But uh, Sea of Thieves, that uh, computer game, that is really promising. But it's one of those things that it you know doesn't work as well in execution. But Sea of Thieves, where it's that massive online uh, pirate simulation kind yeah. of game. Uh, there was a clip on there. It was a bunch of people on a pirate ship, and it was a party of people. So, so one of them, like, because apparently the Kraken is in that game, and he just, oh. went, he just went like, "The Kraken's a bitch," and then all of a sudden, <laughs> the game started. All of a sudden, the water started getting really choppy, and a storm pulled in, and then the Kraken started showing up. <laughs> like, oh my God, yeah, that, that was a funny clip. Yeah, some dude was just the like, Kraken's, Kraken's a bitch, <laughs> and then it's like, "What bitch?" Uh, there was like i do picture actual pirates in that day there had to have been one like just talking shit (laughs) i don't believe in no curses that's it i'm out of here no there's like another shows up right now i'll bitch smack (laughs) them 
crack. There's a savage. There's another clip where uh, um, I, I think it, I don't know if it's from the same game, but like there's like this thing of these dudes on a ship. And this guy is like driving the ship and he's like going straight. And all of a sudden from like the distance, his, his like friend was like, Captain! And he's like, uh, y- yeah? And he's like, look! And there's another ship, a bigger ship coming towards them. <laughs> and then like, and then there's like, for some reason, like the Pirates of the Caribbean music plays. And it's like, and they're like, no, 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 no. Uh, oh man! Awesome. See, uh, that's, but that's speaking of being out of boat, roast. one of us uh, here has that actual experience appearing oh. in a, a television show. Even oh yeah, I did. That's when I found out I wasn't good on boats. So <laughs> so okay. So a friend so when, of mine. So when Ben singing the sea shanties, they are in the pub where <laughs> they are in the pub where they belong. No, I'm just kidding. They belong in the water. <laughs> Um, but no, I think we should play the Witch of Westmoreland while you tell this. Okay, story. all right, let's do it. So, so a friend of mine, she was doing some TV stuff for uh, for random things. I'm not quite sure how she got this hookup, but she was kind of working with Discovery Channel, and they were in Milwaukee filming something, and they said they were looking for a guy with a beard, and uh, they were looking for a big guy with a beard. So then she hit up my wife, Amber. And then Amber's like, Hey, do you want to do this on a Tuesday? And I'm like, yeah, let's fucking go. I was like, I haven't, I haven't done this for a while. So then I get on this boat. Uh, and I'm thinking I had to dress up and I look like this pirate from like the 19 or like the 19 and like the fucking, I don't know, 1700s, 1800s. I don't know. But, uh, so I'm dressed up in this garb and I'm supposed to be like this camp captain dude. So I have like this fur coat on me and I look all badass and stuff. And I have a staff. Uh, <laughs> I was also doing wizardry. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> he looks like what I wish he would now look like every day. Now that I saw him like that, <laughs> this version of Ben is just oh man. I just picture that version. I just I know that I couldn't wear my glasses, and I had to take out. I had to like make sure my tattoos weren't showing, so they had to cover everything, and my hair was blowing in the wind. So I looked like I belong there. Um, say, some people look I in got, their element, and you just you need kind of look like. Little, little too much Jesus energy. It was, it was a little too much Jesus. I was ready to follow you. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been a mistake. I was ready. Husky Moses. So, hey, I like that Husky Moses. I don't, I don't want to be a disciple of Ben. I will though. (laughs) So we're on this boat. We're on this boat. We're going out, and then all of a sudden, I see that Milwaukee skyline is getting smaller and smaller. And I'm like, "Oh man, how far out are we?" And they're like, "We're about five miles out." And the water is just going, like it's making the boat go up and down. Uh, and I was sitting there, and I was like, "I think I'm gonna fucking die here." So they're like, "I, I like I, I found a place on the boat where I just stood until they needed me." And then I'm like, "Hey, people that work on this boat, what do you do to combat seasickness?" And they're like, "Oh my god, are you okay?" I'm like, "I'm fine. I'm fine." I just feel like it could be an issue later on. So then they're like, okay. I I didn't, and uh, they didn't either. So because these people work on the boat, they don't fucking need it. Yeah. Um, hey, think. But then, that's that's the set's fault. That's the production crew. They should have had uh, some drama made for you to take care of your upset. <laughs> Tell me a little bit. They should have, but we'll they remix this. It's <laughs> remix this. But uh, let's remix this song for you. Okay. The pitch of the Michigander. So, Michigander. So then, so then they tell me the person's like, "Okay, you're okay. 
have some water and look at the sky look just look at where the ocean and the sky meet and just focus on that line and don't worry about anything else so Please i did totally I just called like the fucking, lake and ocean oh sorry sorry we're the lake and the <laughs> sky sorry my bad i'm really in i'm really diving deep into this oh, channel stuff. okay so <laughs> So I'm looking at this line and I, I, I got through it. And every time they needed me, I was like, I, I, I just like took a drink of water and went over and did my shot. And then I came back. And luckily, you know, I didn't throw up. I did not throw up, but it was uh, pretty like close. Like goddamn badass is what you look like. staring like that just made you look even more prosthetic. <laughs> I just um, know there was like one point where uh, we had to do something later at night and they had like this water hose to pretend it was rain, but then they forgot to put it on rain and they just sprayed me with this hose. <laughs> they were just like <laughs> they're like alright get ready for the rain and then it was just in my face I'm like what the fuck that, sucks so that was you crashing into a really big wave now here comes the actual I was rain. like that I know. I'm like that's a stream of water oh my god and then it just hit me in the face also somebody like accidentally a... punched me in the face oh no Jeez. They just all yeah. beat you up. They did. It wasn't good. You know, I didn't get paid. I did it for voluntary stuff, and I thought it was pretty fun anyway. But I got punched in the face and sprayed with water. So I don't know. Either way, so this this kind of ties with our our Shanny thing here. We're talking about Stan Rogers. I don't think I could uh, think of a better way of talking about sea shanties than Stan Rogers. I don't like boats. So let's get it going. So we're we're listening to the Witch of Westmoreland right now, and uh, yeah. It's good. So this is one of a handful of songs on the album that wasn't written by Stan Rogers. Uh, this is a song from Archie Fisher, who is a Scottish singer. Uh, the connection there being Nova Scotia is one of the few places uh, left still that regularly speaks Scottish Gaelic. Uh, okay. Just a fun little uh, yes. tidbit of how they would have... Uh, Picked up this song from where old Stan is. <laughs> Here comes so we just... of my favorite track. This one goes hard. Uh, Barrett's Privateers is either his most well-known song or his second most well-known song. Uh, other one would have been Northwest Passage, which unfortunately mm. doesn't end up on this album. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed about that. I had to choose between either this or uh, the best of, but the best of does not have uh, going down to old Maui on it. Ah, and I really okay. wanted that one to be uh, one that we have a chat about because as we'll be talking about with our uh, comic corner here later, uh, I wanted to talk about some tiki drinks. Yes. Hold on. I'm going to turn up the volume on this song here. Uh, kind of nuts that uh, he died at 33, and you look at pictures of him, and he's the oldest 33 year old I've ever looked. Right. At. at the same time, looks like a whole bunch of people I went to school with over in Eau Claire. <laughs> like he's got he's, yeah, him, him, and uh, uh, Justin Vernon have the we're, know, yeah, we're 50 say, years old at 25. Like, he looks a little bit like Bon Iver. <laughs> bon Iver. He, he, he looks a little bit like the Bon, as he's uh, as he likes to be referred to as <laughs> the Bon. Uh, all the stupid slander we've said about people over the years. Can't wait until we're huge and interview these people. Right? Can we turn this up a little bit? <laughs> oh, it's called you the Bon because we knew you liked that. Boat <laughs> locked, yeah. 
been. I was uh, just saying. Playing. <laughs> so it is. I know. It I was like, "Come on, we gotta turn this up." There it is. Damn, that was weird. Library. Uh, so this is like one of the unofficial songs of uh, the Atlantic Canadian coast. So like your Nova Scotia, uh, your like English part of like Quebec that actually touches uh, the ocean. Uh, it's an unofficial anthem for the Royal Canadian Navy. Uh, it's really depressing seeing as this song is about how their boat gets run down by a very large ship and then the guy loses his legs. So oh, shit. go in the Navy. You'll, you'll be paralyzed from the waist down. <laughs> or you can sing songs about how you lost your leg with your bros. But you okay, that's actually, true. Actually, one of your other, what, some other poor <laughs> but that's kind of the story of like well like yesterday watch barry linden uh stanley kubrick's uh epic period piece so yeah i watched that and it just reminded me of like how many just thousands of stories millions of stories through the year where you join the military because you need some clothes and food and then you watch one of your friends get blown up or killed, and you're like, fuck this. I need to get out of here. Yeah. Um, and, and then, and then, yeah. Uh, and that, that, that's, that's why people send young men to war. Huh. You don't send the, you know, old, you don't send the even mid 20s folks to war, really, because most of them know, uh, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> you send the kids that don't know no better mm -hmm. that think they're all going to be war heroes until one of their buddies gets gunned down in front of them. Um, so it's that's why that, that that's a popular subject matter among these songs. Yeah, I was saying like it's like, yep, we're having we're having a gay old time until my friend's legs got chopped off. I was saying like most sea shanties, you know, they're I think they're good for the most part, but otherwise they're like really, really sad. Really sad. Yeah, they like, have uh, 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 coming in. They have choice and very catchy choruses that are very easy to sing along to. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, most of the times when you're singing about things, it's either uh, our ship crashed and being on a boat when that happens sucks. Super epic sounding, but is like the worst time or it's longing for home. Which, you know, when you're out in the sea for years on end, uh, it, it it gets lonely. And as some people have uh, rightly pointed out, I feel like that's why it's resonating right now in terms of the pandemic of so many people isolating in their own homes and getting all cooped up, the cabin fever setting in. Mm -hmm. That we're all we're all feeling and resonating with that longing for companionship. Wow, uh, way to you know it's. I mean, yeah, you explained it correctly. As we're listening to the sad song called "First Christmas," where you're it's like your first Christmas away from home. Lord, I mean, I stole uh, that analysis from Twitter, so I can't take credit for it. Prequel to last Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I can't think like. So, like first Christmas, I'm so sad I'm away from home, and then last Christmas you're getting cucked. Get, getting cucked. <laughs> it's 
gave you my heart <laughs> and legs because yeah. I got a paper cut. Dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other thing in that movie, fucking duels. Those are things are insane. Yeah. I hate you so much. We're gonna stand ten paces away from each other and shoot a gun at each other. That's. It sounds. On the count, on the count of three. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like okay, so that kind of brings me back to like when watching Hamilton, and I'm not like I was questioning its accuracy, and like does does he actually like just shoot up in the air because he thinks it's gonna bring some sort of difference to the, the hey, dueling? Galaxy brain that shit. <laughs> it's like surely, I mean, surely, if I'm the one who honestly, <laughs> Hamilton's honestly, kind that of an feels idiot. like one of the most. Li- one of the most <laughs> liberal things to have ever happened. That is such a like democratic liberal move. Is that the? Is that the? I'm going. <laughs> I would say, is that the? Uh, I'm gonna. Sh- not a lot of the positions are precursors to what we call today the Democratic Party. So it's not that far off. See, I was gonna say, was that equivalent to trying to unify a party that uh, just stormed the Capitol? Is that what we're talking about here? <laughs> This man's pointing a gun at me. If I shoot in the air, however, he'll see the difference in his ways and stop pointing the gun at me. I'm like, oh, he still shot me. This man has such beef with me that he wants to shoot a gun at... He wants to shoot a gun at me so badly, he'll give me the opportunity to shoot a gun at him as well. Yeah. Surely, if I point the gun in the air, he will do the same. Yes. He'll see that and be like, you know what? This the guy is nice. What? All right, three percenters. Uh, I think we should round them all up and kill them. Biden. Unity, come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. Come on. It's cool. Come on, guys. Unity. Cool. Unity. It's cool. Come on, man. And then the whole time they're just going, no, we literally think you should all die. We want to kill all of you. Unity, come, come, on, on, come man. on, man. It's cool. Come on, man. Come on, man. Such, such, such good state our country's in. <laughs> We have the come on man president <laughs> to stop uh, to, to 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 heal the nation by going come on man for four years. God, who knew this was going to turn into a lot of things? Packers, sea shanties, duels. All of a sudden, we're talking about politics. Let's fucking go, boys. Um, so, where uh, this last Christmas, uh, sad Christmas. So you mean was, first, uh, Christmas. first Christmas? First Christmas. This Christmas is also sad, yeah, but as you said, describes a man getting cucked. Uh, uh, <laughs> like how we just paused. The next song on. <laughs> well, Christmas my next is, song, which is sad my... enough this. Yeah, Christmas is sad enough this last year. So let's sing about a bar. All right, sorry. Go ahead, Kevin. Uh, the Marion Carter, it, honestly, one of my favorite uh, Stan Roger tunes. This one, not so much shanty-ish, more folk song-ish. Uh, but it, I don't I don't know if this is about an actual boat or he's just like kind of collecting a bunch of stories that are similar to create one about the Marion Ellen Carter. Uh, but apparently there was a connection to an actual uh, ship sinking on February 12th, according to the Wikipedia entry for... Uh, the Mary Ellen Carter. Uh, and 1983, the ship, the Marine Electric, was carrying a load of coal from Norfolk, Virginia, to a power station in Massachusetts. Storm, worst storm in 40 years, blew up that night, and the ship sank at about 4 o'clock in the morning. The ship's chief mate, 
59-year-old Robert Bob Kusick was trapped under the deck house as the ship went down. Oh, no. His snorkeling experience helped him avoid panic and swim to the surface. He had to spend the night alone up to his neck in water clinging to a partially deflated lifeboat in water that was barely above freezing and the air much colder above. Oh, my God. Huge waves crashed over him, and each time he was not sure that he would ever reach the surface again to breathe. Battling hypothermia, he was tempted to allow himself to fall unconscious and let go of the lifeboat, but then he remembered the concluding stanzas to the Mary Ellen Carter, <laughs> which, well, folks, you'll have to listen to the song to see how that goes. Uh, but he would start singing the uh, chorus part to it of rise again, rise again, and holding his breath as the waves washed over him. At 7 o'clock in the morning, three hours after ship went down, the Coast Guard helicopter spot him and pulled him to safety. Only three men of the 33 who had been aboard survived the wreck. After his ordeal, Cusick wrote a letter to Stan Rogers telling him what happened and how the song helped save his life. There you go. Hell yeah. That's a good story. That's a good story. That's a really good story. That is a really good story. Uh, fucking a. It's, it's uh, weird that... Uh, uh, that uh, he was then invited to Stan Rogers' second to last concert. So, like, he went to the concert. Stan went to one more concert, hopped on a plane, and then the rest is history. Unfortunately, Yikes. like that's that's really like it. Just it's a real life tale, a real life example of how these songs build resolve in people. Like those folk songs where you just want to scream them to each other. Like it does build real resolve. And I feel like there's like there's no middle ground either. It's either bleak or hopeful. It's no like ah, oh, this could be okay. But there's yeah. there's hope in the bleak. I think that's fair. That's fair. You I guess that, that is why they just it. something that uh, the night is darkest before the dawn, as they like to say. Right. Right. Wow. This next one. Now that's a slapper. Let's go. Next white next collar song, holler baby is... this is another one that uh was written by someone else uh happened to be the guitarist from the band nigel russell uh this one i have a love-hate relationship with it on one hand white collar Jobs need their working class songs, but this one has a little too much close of a chain gang. Uh, yeah, I can uh, hear that. Vibe to it, in my opinion. Like, it maybe should have uh, uh, dialed it back a bit, but also, like, if this isn't just uh, Death of a Salesman, the song. Yeah. I love it. God, I was going to say, like, this kind of, like, fits really well to now like just giving up your life for a company that doesn't give a shit about you kind of thing it's uh ah man it is it's real but also it, it does slap a lot especially when they're just like oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah i love that oh man let's listen to it experience it uh, it reminds me a lot of there's a uh, old working song called Sold My Soul to the Company Store. And oh, yeah. it has this exact same vibe to it. Uh, oh, yeah. It has that weird, Worker scary... solidarity, yeah. folks. Oh, yeah. If 
I've ever uh, heard the song, like, it could pass as, like, a Halloween tune with just the haunt that it has. Yeah, and yeah. The vocal, every version of the song I've ever heard has that, like, fear. Fuck you, Craig. All right. Yeah, <laughs> Craig. All right. Back from tactical difficulties. We were talking about... Uh, we are going to have so many PSAs. White collar holler, mm-hmm. and we brought up uh, uh, sold my soul to the company store, and how everyone sounds like it's just dead people singing. That it wouldn't be that far off from being a uh, Halloween type song. What got cut out was me uh, bringing up why I enjoyed uh, or why I picked this album to share with the boys here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, because it's opposed to the best of situation which would be probably more uh beneficial to getting someone into a new artist i just felt that the live album added that extra uh uh uh, so to say to a a type of music that's best uh experienced live well yeah yeah yeah, I was gonna say like it, what's great about this album too is like uh, it sounds like a, an actual recorded album in a studio. It doesn't sound live at all, and then it's just like an added bonus that you get those uh, reactions from the crowd and everything. I think that's what really uh, puts this together here. It's good stuff. Mm. She was the captain of the Nightingale. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for our last two songs, we're gonna go into our uh, comment corner after these two songs here because these two like it's the now tropical uh, part of the live album here that it's the flowers of the nightingale or no flowers of Bermuda was the captain of the nightingale which is the boat in uh, <laughs> Bermuda. Uh, yeah. Between this and rolling down to Old Maui, which is really the actual reason that I picked this album, because the best of doesn't have that track on there, and it's one of my favorite songs that Don Rogers does. Yeah. Uh, which is just a classic, classic sea shanty. Like that's the oldest song that's on. This was it's from the 1800s, based off of mm-hmm. like the uh. uh vocalization of it is based off of a old old english folk song that nobody remembers anymore uh we'll we'll you'll hear it after we get through uh, flowers of bermuda here but like this is also just a banger upbeat mm-hmm. uh a nice little nice little folk song yeah i was gonna say it does kind of like border that line between you know folk song and like when you think of Steve Stan Rogers, goddamn it, Steve Rogers. <laughs> when you think of Stan Rogers, like you think of like sea shanties and stuff, but this sounds like something that you're doing uh, with uh, with I don't know, like your posse or something like that, and you're fucking <laughs> out and drinking some rum and shit and fucking in the backyard, and everyone's having like a hoedown or something. But uh, yeah, this definitely uh, brings the spirits back up here and does have a more folk aspect to it. For and me, then, the only difference between any and all of the folk songs are which type of whiskey are you drinking? Is it Irish whiskey? That's is fair. it Scotch? Is it Canadian whiskey? Is it bourbon? 
you know, that's that's otherwise there's a lot of uh, uh, melding of the pots as they. <laughs> and and then you get to hear Roland Dondo Maui, my boys. Yes, my boys. I would say like this, you know, the first this is a I good heard, song. Go ahead. First time I heard this uh, by that, uh, they kind of did a punk infusion of this kind of stuff, right? The Dreadnoughts. The Dreadnoughts, yes. Mm. Uh, actually, shortly after uh, our friend Chris introduced me to Stan Rogers. He told me to check out a few of the uh, Dreadnought's most recent albums, and on one of their most recent ones, they wrote a tribute song to Stan Rogers, which is how I learned that he's Canadian and not English. <laughs> <laughs> now, I think this is a wonderful song, definitely, to end uh, end this album with. Uh, I know it's not the actual end of the album, but we this is a great song to stop talking about the album. <laughs> it sounds very, I don't know. Um, like if you like that, if you like that funk shit or funk shit, folk shit, the next two tracks are good too for that too. Yeah, and and, and well, like the us, this is what this is where you bring down the show. Right, right. You definitely bring down the show here, especially like the next song. I'm just going to talk about it briefly. Harris and the mayor was like a very intense story about like this guy like killing another guy or like maybe not killing. Is it kill? Does it kill the other guy yeah, for beating no, his wife? Like, yeah. Yes. Okay, so it's a very intense story. If you want to go on to that, go ahead. But we're going to talk about rolling down the old Maui and finish it up here. And uh, no, it's it's great. It's a uh, I like how the song kind of fluctuates in far as sound and like how intense it is. And then like there's one verse where it gets really quiet, and then they bring back that chorus and roar it back in to finish off the song. And it's 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 uh, it's great. It's fantastic. We're just riding 101. Yeah. Make sure you punch them in the face with yeah. Definitely, definitely punch him in the face. But it does make people want to get together and drink some beers and sing this shit. Right. Nice glass of porter. Uh, I do love that uh, uh, Kamchatka. Now I know how to say that little territory there (laughs) in uh, that uh, everyone always fights over to get into uh, America from Europe. Yeah. Uh, and you gotta when you clink glasses, you gotta let a bunch of the beer spill out. Oh, for sure. Anyway, yeah, for sure. It'll be a nice, dirty stein, though. You know, can't yeah. be any of these fuzzy pint glasses that we're all drinking out of nowadays. <laughs> and the floor's got to be hardware or hardwood, otherwise it, it'll be a mess. <laughs> we're talking about drinking. You know, I'm sorry. Oh like, no. that's my, one, my one disgrace with uh, a lot of Wisconsin bars is that. Too many of them are carpeted. It's like I get like yeah, that. Like yeah. we just we just refurbished a lower house to be a bar. But like, come on, come on. <laughs> right, right. I was gonna say. Probably, luckily, go ahead. Oh, sir. We like some of them. Feels like we're going down into Pa's basement to drink some. Oh, for sure. This seems like a cool night in the basement, hanging out with your buds, drinking cheaper uh, beer than if you're at the bar. Folks, if you don't listen to WWM, uh, Bubbler Talk, they have their podcast on Spotify. Plug in that here real quick. But one of their last episodes that they just brought back, uh, they discussed actually the whole basement bar trend that is here in Wisconsin and how that bloomed after World War II because people were just like, wanted to be around other people, but they weren't super comfortable going out yet. So, mm-hmm. like, people just built bars in their basements to hang out at. And they're thinking that that's actually probably going to be seeing another spike as a trend sounds, here right after the 
pandemic happens that it'll just be a lot of people really furbishing out their basements and finishing it out and inviting friends and family over to hang out at their own basement bars. You know, I think that's the uh, thing that I'm probably going to do as well. That sounds, that sounds appropriate. Yeah. Um, I believe Ben will definitely beat me that to that. Cause yeah, <laughs> excellent. He has an excellent project manager. Yeah. Get his ass to work. <laughs> Uh, but now that we've finished up our tropical portion of the album, let's head over to the comic corner because I go. wanted to find out what your favorite tiki drinks were. Here we go. Comic corner, comic corner. It can't make the show anywhere. All right. So we asked you your favorite tiki drinks, and we got a lot of responses. It's all good stuff here. All good stuff. All good suggestions. Maybe except for one. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> But no, we got a lot of good su- suggestions here. Uh, Kevin, do you want to start us off? We can we can do a whatever order. Sure, Kat. Uh, Ashley D offered up the Saturn, a gin-based tiki drink. Not too many ingredients and just a nice tart punch in the face. That's some good stuff right there. That's good stuff. Amanda E, she said she loves a solid mojito. Now, is a mojito a tiki drink? Uh, it can be served at a tiki uh, bar. That's very, it's, that's it's, very true. T- it's tiki drink adjacent. Normally, more things need to be added, but it is tiki yeah. drink adjacent. It's a nice, it's a nice yeah. tiki-ish cocktail. Yeah, yeah. Tony, do you want to talk about my wife and what she likes? <laughs> uh, I'm thinking about. Uh, so Amber's thinking about strawberry daiquiris, and yes. if they're feeling nice, she'll get a fruit roll-up from the Miami Vice from Pufferfish. So yeah, Pufferfish. Yeah, yeah. uh, Men got married there, and uh, they, they made did. some quite fancy cocktails. Uh, they so yeah, do. Strawberry daiquiri does feature a fruit roll-up. Yes. Like so, it. I mean, but yeah, no, Pufferfish, it was a wonderful venue. In fact, these two assholes were there, and uh, Kevin actually married Amber and myself. Uh, Tony was in my wedding party, and it, it was such a great time, such a good time. And Pufferfish, love those guys. I, I love that I got to meet those guys, uh, and, and I worked with them for a long time for a little bit. Uh, and, uh, they were really, they, they, they were really nice and helped us out with our wedding. Cause it was being, you know, it was a little, a little weird year. So, uh, thank God to those guys at Pufferfish. If you're ever in Milwaukee, go to Pufferfish, go to Wasp Whale, check it out. They do everything safe there. Like I, I've, I've never felt like so safe in like a bar experience, like in the pandemic, I don't want to go anywhere else except for like Lost Whale or Pufferfish because of what, what they do there. So check it out. And um, with, go ahead. Well, also, I was going to say strawberry daiquiris just make me think of the one detail about Las Vegas that I heard from Ben for probably six months <laughs> after he was there. <laughs> they let you drink those strawberry daiquiris on the street. They were good. It was so good. I didn't like, they were like, so we like ordered these big yeah, ass things. It was, it was the big ass thing. It was the big ass thing. And I'm like, okay, so we just go to someplace and refill it and walk down the street with this shit? And we're like getting a sugar high plus really drunk and also maybe a little high uh, with like the stuff oh. on the street in Las Vegas. I know. I know. It was, it's legal there. It's fine. Don't Our worry about heroin it. Heroin is not so legal anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so I heard about that for about six months. So now that's anything I hear about strawberry daiquiris. I'm just like, on Vegas, you could just drink them on the street, bro. Yeah. So <laughs> in case say, you didn't know. Fan than I am a margarita fan, and I'm sure that's like just upsetting a lot of people hearing that be spoken out loud. But 
It's uh, just a difference of rum and tequila. So that's it. Yeah, I, I like rum better than I like tequila. And I know oh, yeah, like, that's totally when, it, when it comes when it comes to the uh, crushed or uh, poured over ice uh, version of that drink, more people would prefer the Marg to the daiquiri. Mm. See, I think um, I'm in the same boat as you, Kevin. Either way. All right. So my sister also had a little comment on this as well. Uh, she said that my mom uh, and her love the Miami Vice from Pufferfish. Another shout out to Pufferfish. Uh, once again, go there for all your tiki needs. It's all good stuff right there. And that's going to be our show because our technical difficulties are just becoming too much. Oh, my Lord. I am sorry. We apologize for that. As you can see, Tony and Kevin are not here right now. It's just me doing the editing, uh, finding out our stuff. We're learning. We're learning things. We're doing things. But we'll be back again next week. Uh, we'll say the rest of the comment corner with the Tiki Drinks. Until then, make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And uh, we'll see you next week. All right? Go Pack Go! Bye-bye. I try.